try the. So it may be Valentine's. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. And we're just gonna go practice. Bridge. Give a praise and a praise. 
the three tests Monday and Tuesday. All negative. That doesn't mean I feel 100%. But I'm getting there. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, and of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. It says, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the Holy Gift and were making partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew them again. I want you to think about what the writer is saying here in, in, in an internal perspective. And they've tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. They, they know what the power of the Holy Ghost... How many have tasted? How many have tasted? You know what the power of the Holy Ghost is like. And, and, and it says they've done this, and, but what if they fall away? To renew them again into repentance, seeing that they crucify themselves, the Son of God afresh, and put Him to an open shame. God's done this for me. Oh, look what the Lord has done for my life. God has saved me. I've testified over and over again, but, but look as I go backwards. They crucify the Son of God afresh and put Him to an open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it and bringeth forth herbs meet for them by whom it is dressed receiveth blessing from it. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing those end is who is to be burned. First Thessalonians 5.19 If you could flip over there and that will be our reading for this morning. Quench not the Spirit. Quench not the Spirit. Pastor Mundin, lead us in prayer, please. Lord Jesus, we have come together today, Lord Jesus, to call upon your holy name, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, that as you minister through Pastor, Lord, that he, Lord, has a word, Lord, that you have given him, Lord, that you have poured into him, Lord, to deliver into your people, Lord. And the reason is equal, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, he is called, Lord Jesus, to minister, Lord, the truth, Lord, and your astounding word to us, Lord, so that it may provoke us, Lord, into righteousness, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So that reproach may be removed, Lord. But let us be, Lord, just not hearers, but doers, Lord, of the gospel and of your word and of your truth, Lord. Speak through him mightily this morning, Lord, loudly, clearly, Lord, and let us be sound hearers. We thank you, we praise you, we plead your blood over this entire congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. After that, you can be seated in Jesus' name. I, uh, I love having the Holy Ghost. I love being filled with the Spirit of God. And, and there's been nothing greater that has happened in my life. God has saved me. I, I don't know. I had this, I uh, believe, while I was battling and struggling with sickness, I had this vision laying in the bed of my old man, Versus my new man. Mm -hmm. And I, if I'm going to be sick and I'm going to battle something, I'd rather have 
the power and the presence of God with me than be laying there by myself sick. And, and, and so, so I realize how blessed of a man I am to be filled with the Holy Ghost in this hour. For God to have done such a work in me. Because I would not be where I am without the Lord. I would not be where I am without I'm not saying I'm anything. I'm not saying I'm anybody. But I will promise you, it would be a lot worse if I didn't have the Holy Ghost. If I hadn't been filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, and I believe for all of us. Now, I, I want to kind of dig into this Word of God for a moment. I love the, the exhortation of the Word. I, I love the encouragement of the Word. I, I, I desire the building up, the edifying each other's faith. How many, how many love that? I, I, I love an attaboy from God. I love for God to say, good job, and, and, and well done, thou good and faithful servant. But I also realize, and God has been dealing with me the last few weeks, on the fact of the Word of God not only is there to build us up, but before it can build us up, it has to dig us out. It has to dig us out. And so here in the Scripture, in the writing, Hebrews is really doing a great job in chapter 6 of letting us know that we don't need to resist the Holy Ghost. We don't need to fight against what God is doing. And, and we, need, we don't need to quench the Spirit of the Lord. But we need to, to yield to it and to love it and to crave it and to clave to it. And, and so the first thing I really want to talk about as we look into this uh, lesson today in the Holy Ghost is, is I want to talk first about the four steps that are sinning against the Holy Ghost. Four steps that are sinning against the Holy Ghost. And, and, and I want to go kind of in this order. The first is resisting the Holy Ghost. And then the next step is grieving the Holy Ghost. And then the third step is quenching the Holy Ghost. And that will lead ultimately to the fourth step, which is blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Now, how many's heard of blaspheming the Holy Ghost before? And so you've got this downward spiral that people that uh, that obviously these are not people that have that are uh, uh, have been unsaved, have been unfilled. It's talking about people that have been filled with the presence of God. It's talking about the church here. It's talking about people that have have been enlightened, that have been touched, that God has done miracles in their life, and yet. There are still steps that we can take in our life that are considered sinning against the Holy Ghost. Even though we have it, even though we've received it, these are steps that are in the wrong direction. And the first thing is when we resist the Holy Ghost. How many has ever resisted it? God nudges. God presses. You know it's Him. But whatever it is, you don't want to do it. It's difficult. It's hard, maybe. Ephesians 4 and 30 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you're sealed until the day of redemption. Now that's only sealed if you don't leave. That's, only, uh, that, that, that's sealed if you're living for God, if you're loving Him, but if you choose to step out of the plan of God and the will of God for yourself, that's a that is not what that's saying. It's not a license to sin. It's not a, 
Grace is not a license to sin. It's not to say you can just go live however you want to, whenever you want to. And because you said a prayer at church on Sunday, you're going to be saved. For That's not what the Bible says. Right. And, and, and so it says grieve not. So the, the first step, though, in sinning is resisting the Holy Ghost. Anybody, honestly, do you remember a time in your life you resisted the Holy Ghost? God, God's been nudging, you know, conviction, different things. And, and, you're, and the first step we don't realize to, to battling against that and fighting against that, the first step downward in our wall with faith, we start off on fire for God. We're excited. God's doing great things. Man, I want to, how many have that? I want to do whatever God wants me to do. Doesn't matter. And, and, and we, start, we start off there and we love God and, but then something happens and we find, we find this place in our walk with God and we come up against this bump. And this bump, the Holy Ghost is wanting us now to do something that's not as comfortable to us. Something that our flesh is resisting of. Something that our humanity doesn't want to do. Something that's going to make us act or look more like a Christian. Something that's going to expose us to everyone else for who we are, a child of God. And sometimes we've been camouflaged into our jobs and our societies. And God's wanting to bring us out and set us up and show who we are, but we're a little hesitant and we resist. How many would say I've resisted the Holy Ghost before? And we've resisted it. And if we resist and we continue to resist, then the next step after resistance is we grieve the Holy Ghost. God becomes sad because you didn't take a stand He thought you would take. You didn't stir yourself when you needed to stir yourself. I didn't push past that resistance and do it anyways because God said to do it. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4 and 24 says that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That new man, it's not like the old man. Your new man, it's not that you can't live the same life you lived before be regenerated in Christ and then think that you're going to live the same way and have the same thing. Amen. Sometimes we're trying to live a regenerated life unregenerated. We're, we're trying to live a, a, a life unholy that requires holiness. A life unrighteously that requires righteousness. And, and, and God requires righteousness. He is right, and we need to be in right standing. Can I get a witness on that? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Romans 6 and 12. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Ask yourself that question. Can I continue in sin that grace may abound? Question mark. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin? Paul says, 
live any longer therein. We don't have a license to sin. Grace is not a license to go do what you want to do and think you're saved. Grace is not a license to go do what you want to do and think you're saved. No, grace, grace was bestowed on me when I was unregenerated, when I was a mess, when my life was a mess, and God had mercy and grace on me, and He allowed me to come and see Him. And then as I grew in the Lord, He continued to operate in grace, because in grace I was going in the right direction. But there are some times in our lives that we, if we're not careful, begin to back up from going forward. And instead of taking four steps toward God, we're taking four steps away from God. And instead of going with the Holy Spirit, we're resisting the Holy Spirit. And instead of pleasing the Holy Ghost, we are quenching or grieving the Holy Ghost. And instead of uh, exciting the Holy Ghost, we are quenching the Holy Ghost. And instead of talking good about the Holy Ghost, we are blaspheming the Holy Ghost. That's where it will lead to. Romans 6, 14, 4, sin shall not have dominion over you. Point to yourself and say that. Sin shall not have dominion. Well, what is dominion? Domination. So by nature, sin wants to dominate you. What Brother Munn said domination. What would somebody say domination is? Controlling. Power. Power. What else? Ruling. Consistent. Consistent. That domination that he talks about would be consistent. But, but the scripture says in Romans, we sin shall not have this dominion. It shall not have this power. And it shall have not, not have this consistency. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? That's how a lot of people live. That's what a lot of people say today. That's what a lot of religions will tell you. That's what a lot of churches out there that you just go to, that you just happen into. That's what your YouTube sensations will tell you. That's what your TikTok prophets will tell you. Oh, we're under grace. But the writer says, God forbid. God forbid. And we need to realize that Romans 6 and 22, now being made free from sin, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. I believe that a lot of people are battling and struggling in 2023 with Christianity, with living for God, with, with, with staying in church. Not because... Of how hard it is to live for God. Come on, come on. But because in 2023, how easy humanity has made it to live for God. Come on. That's right. Amen. Can I tell you, it's easy to live for God hard. That's right. That's right. And it's hard to live for God easy. It's easy to live for God hard. But it is hard to live for God easy. I, I think about Jeremiah and Isaiah. Hey Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. He's good. Think about Jeremiah and Isaiah and Elijah and all these men of God. They, they lived in ungodly times. They lived in ungodly nations. They lived in times that people were fickle. 
They were up and down, in and out, did whatever they wanted to do. And, and, and we, we've got to realize that we have been given the Holy Ghost. And that is not a, a license to sin. It is a license to go forward in God. It, it is a command to move in the right direction and in the will of God and in the plan of God. And, and not to find ourselves backing up and resisting and grieving and quenching and then ultimately blaspheming the Holy Ghost. So, it, it's... I see so many... And, and I know we're... I guess the over 20s crowd in here. Right? And, and that's great. But I've I seen so many, and we talked about this on Tuesday night, uh, of people, our generation, as, I'm not talking about as the church, I'm not talking to the church, I'm talking about society, I'm talking about America, I'm talking about the world. We, we let idols in. We, we let things slip in. And now our children are having to deal with those things. And, and, and their generation is worse off than our generation because uh, at least the double all that stuff has swept in. If not tripling and quadrupling. They're, now they're dealing with things we didn't lock out. They're dealing with stuff that we, that we opened the door to. And, and it ultimately goes back. You know, I want to ask you this question. What, what is the... Uh, we, we've heard the scripture about... The uh, does a, a father's sin visit on his son? Does it? Generational curses. And, and does it get worse and worse as the generations go? You know, I think Pastor Parks was talking to us Tuesday night. An alcoholic that drinks heavy. Their children grow up watching them drink. They don't think anything's wrong with drinking. So they drink more. Or they smoke, and they smoke more. Or this one smokes marijuana, this one does cocaine, this one does meth. And, and that, generational, uh, that generational sin will visit and visit and visit. We've got to block it. We've got to drop it. We, we've got to make a decision. Some, some generation, somebody somewhere has to say, you know what, I'm not just going to go to church. I'm going to be the church. I'm not just going to talk about things. I'm going to change things. And, and, and I'm going to do something about this. Now, Psalm says in 95 and 10, 40 years long was I grieved with this generation. And said, it is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Who is God talking about? Talking about Israel, right? And they, they had been in and out, up and down. He had reached them, and then they walk away. He had saved them, and then they'd walk, they'd turn. And then he'd come back to them, and then they'd walk away. And then he'd come back to them, and they'd talk away. Forty years, he says, I was grieved with this generation. And, and, and see, if we're not careful, God will become grieved with us. Who are we? Who are we in comparison to Israel, in comparison to all those that came before us, if we don't stay on guard in our own life, in our own spiritual walk, can I get an amen? amen. amen. We've got to make sure that we 
are living for God. John, 1 John 3 says, Whosoever is born of God. What was that, Brother Duvall? Does not commit sin. Isn't that simple? Isn't that just amazing? Whoever is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remains in him. Whose seed? God's seed remains in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. So how's the difference? What's the difference? Children of God, children of the devil. Two different fathers. But, but what, what, what evidence has one got? Sin. And one has not sin. Sin, not sin. And the evidence speaks for itself. And, and he goes on. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. I've got to do righteousness. I've got to do righteousness. And I don't want to grieve the Holy Ghost because I make a mistake. And I'm not saying God's a hard God and an overbearing God, but I am saying sometimes we can get a little too loosey-goosey in 2023. And think everything's okay. And it's not. And God's reaching for our hearts. And He's trying to tell us we can't continue to live the same way that we used to live. We've got to make some change and we've got to present some evidence to God that we're willing to make that change. And that change is that His seed is in us. How do we know His seed is in us? Because we do not sin. Because we do. What are you saying? I'll never sin again? No. But I'm saying we do not purposefully and decisively make decisions to sin. When we do sin, we repent. We ask God to forgive us. We die daily. And God forgives us. But we've got to make sure we don't grieve the Holy Spirit. We've got to make sure we don't resist the Holy Spirit. And we've got to make sure we don't quench the Holy Spirit. God has given us the Holy Ghost to lead us and guide us into all truth. And if He is leading us and guiding us into all truth, then we need to listen and yield to what thus saith the Lord in our life. But then it goes on even further. And I've always... How many uh, refused the Holy Ghost before? Not refusing the literal Holy Ghost, but listening to it. We, everybody, I believe, was in agreement. How, how many have quenched the Holy Ghost before? And uh, now, hopefully nobody will raise your hand. How I many's blasphemed the Holy Ghost? I know that's, a, that's one of those words, right? You don't use that word in counseling, do you? That's just not popular. It says in Mark 3, 28, Verily I say unto you, All sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, and blasphemies wherewith soever they shall blaspheme. But he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. I never want to get there. Amen. Never want to get there. Matthew 12 and 32 says, And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Now, 
Now, do you see how we've progressed? You see how we went down this downward spiral? Have you seen that in 2023? Have you seen that in this generation? Have you looked at society and, and you've seen these steps? Okay, we were here, but now we're backing up and we're backing up and we're backing up and we're backing up. We're trying to meet a new generation on their terms and God doesn't have to meet anybody on anybody's terms except His terms. He sets the terms, not us. And, and, and I have heard, let, let's meet this next generation. Let's, let's change the church. And, and I understand programs and I understand things to reach people. And we need to reach people. But can I tell you, there's sometimes we've got to return to some old paths and some old ways. And some things that, 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 that worked for Elijah and that worked for Jacob and that worked for, uh, that worked for Isaiah and that, that worked for Matthew and that worked for Paul. generation loves it and cleaves it and finds it and reaches accurate, but we can't compromise to reach everybody, to make our buildings bigger, to make our programs better. Can't do it. Because here, this is what happens. That last step is blaspheming the Holy Ghost. What is that, Pastor? I mean, you can ask a thousand different preachers. And, and they'll tell you, but I'll just tell you what I, what I feel, what I've been taught, what I see. When God fills you with the Holy Ghost, and God does a change in your life, and He works in you, and you speak against that. You come against that. You turn around, you say, I don't know, that wasn't real. That was wrong. That was something else. I don't know what happened to me those years that God got that that, that was supposedly God, but that wasn't God. Come on. And, 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 and we 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 set ourselves in danger of damnation when we do that. It is a danger of eternal damnation, is what Mark three says. Matthew twelve says. It, it, whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. We need a conviction when we're talking about the Holy Ghost. We need a conviction when we're talking about the things of God that we don't lie too lightly. That we don't too lightly speak on the things of God. Can I get a witness? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, we don't want to do that. That's not us. We're not heading backwards. We're not taking four steps today to sin against the Holy Ghost. I'm not here today because you're resisting or because you're quenching or because you're grieving or because you're blaspheming. I'm here today. That, that, that's a warning to us. Let, let's put those things away and let's move forward in the right direction. Let's get going in the direction that God has called for us to become and to live in this hour. And Ephesians tells us in 5 and 17, Wherefore ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be filled with the Spirit. And I've skipped a few words. Filled with the Spirit. We need in this hour more than anything to be filled with the Spirit. Without controversy, Hebrews 11 says, Great is the mystery of godliness. Oh, hallelujah. You know, God is a rewarder of them who seek Him 
diligently. And I believe that's what we're here for today is to seek Him diligently. Not to play, not to pander, not to just get a real good feel good and a pat on the back and I go out and I feel better. No, I believe some people came in here with your mind made up this morning. God, I want to live for you. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to move in the wrong direction. God, you've done a work in me. You've called me. You've filled me. You've done things for me that I can't even imagine and I can't even begin to even talk on the surface so much that you've done for me, God. And I don't ever want to quench. I don't ever want to grieve. I don't want to ever resist. And I sure don't ever want to blaspheme, God. But I want to live for you each and every day of my life. I want to be filled with the Spirit. I want to be renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost, God. I want you to do just that continuous work in my life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Can we stand all over this place right now? I believe God's trying to get a hold of the hearts and the minds of the church. I believe God's doing a powerful and a mighty work in this hour in the people of God. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Somebody give him a praise right now. Just go ahead and throw your hands and worship him, the presence of God. God, I don't ever want to take those backward steps before. God, I don't ever move in the wrong direction, but in the right direction. God, I Thank you, Lord. 
But he's given us an opportunity to spread the gospel so that we may be able to minister to our loved ones, to our family, to our friends, that they may be able to have an eternal life with the king of righteousness, with the king of glory, forever in the kingdom of heaven. One day there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And I want to be there with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let us go ahead and put our hands together. Give the Lord a loud shout for the victory. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you for the victory, Jesus. Thank you for the victory, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I definitely want to say, Brother Banks, thank you for being on point. We'll continue to pray for Brother Banks and his family. As some of the ladies are at home sick, please pray for those. As I know we have saints who are, you know, recovering, you know, so we definitely want to be in prayer. Um, Jesus said, you know, um, 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 uh, before he actually left, finally, in his physical sense, after his resurrection, he told the saints, he told the apostles, he told his disciples, he was like, don't pray for this world. But when he, when he said that, he didn't mean don't pray. He meant, look, don't pray for the evil things of this world, but pray for the people. Pray that we may be able to snatch those out the fire as we were snatched out. I was snatched out by the prayers of the people, the prayers of the saints at the church, many of who I was friends with before I was a saint, before I was in the kingdom. But I am so thankful and I remember all those people and all those saints and all those names that prayed for me. So in like kindness, I want to do the same for those. Each one of us have neighbors, each one of us have family members and friends that we need to be in prayer for. Well, praise the Lord, as we stand and prepare, uh, we didn't do our offering at the beginning, so I'm going to give us an opportunity now to do our offering. And we're going to get some uh, gentlemen with the offering bags, and I should have said this at the beginning. And um, But if you want to, you can just come and lay it up on the altar. And we'll go ahead and collect it all up as Sister Rowe picks up everything else. <laughs> and if you want to give, please do not forget that we do have our giving station right outside the back door, all right, where you could go and use your debit card or your credit card or whatever. And um, But definitely let us go ahead and close out in prayer and um, definitely pray for um, um, our young people as we had a, a great opportunity to go a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago to NAYC. And we want to pray that these young people continue to grow in faith, go in Christ. But they can't do that without us, the mainstays of the church, teaching them, treating them, bringing them into the fold but also walking it out in our life so they can see and say, hey, I want to be like them when I grow up. All right, well, praise the Lord. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, for the word that you have brought to us today, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, that as you continue to minister, Lord, hallelujah, through the men and women, Lord, that are fighting, Lord, for the faith, Lord Jesus. And when I say fighting for the faith, we're talking about that they're out, Lord, ministering the gospel, Lord, walking the gospel, Lord, living it out, Lord, every day, Lord, in all that they do. We pray, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, that you would continue to minister to us, Lord, as we minister to others, Lord, kindly. We pray, Lord, that you would bless, Lord, this offering today, Lord, as we give back, Lord, to this local body, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, where we're able to do some of the great things, Lord, that this church does in our community, Lord, and within this house, Lord. We thank you, we praise you, Lord, and we give thanks and honor to your glory, to your magnificence, to your power, to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, praise the Lord, you can go ahead and come up and give your offering.
Um, this week, please do not forget to look at your announcements for next weekend. We do have um, armor bears will be going out um, to fishing. They will be, we will be at a Harris Neck out there right off of, um, on the east side of I-95, on the other side of Midway, exit 76 or 67, one of them. Uh, we will be going out there for a little fishing trip next Saturday. Also next Saturday we have Mommy and Me. They will be going down to Telfair Children's Art Museum Day. And it's um, free family day. So if you have any um, children, grandchildren or anybody, a friend, nieces, nephews or whatever, go ahead and link up with mommy and me, take your children out there where they have a family day um, um, out there next week. Well, God bless, go with God, and if you're staying for the next service, remember our coffee shop is open uh, for coffee, water, drinks, some snacks and all that, and um, prepare for the next service. God bless, go with God.
I mean, it was brutal. Yeah. That's how it went. You can't do that, brother. But you know what? I thought that was a good thing to get that COVID out of me to sweat. Yeah. To sweat it out, and then I took a shower and cleaned myself and, and, and flush it all, flush it all down. I'm not, I'm not even going there. I'm not even going. I had the flu right before COVID, the month before COVID hit in March 2000. And I, and you know, in the army, they always tell you, oh yeah, just run it out. And so, Monica, Monica came. Not the subs, right? You're talking about the low, the low B? Yeah, those are worms. Yeah. I say you have something up there. I need to get the one in to come on. Did you know about the cord that was unplugged over here? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then I came back. Well, that's how I watched it. Let me ask you a crazy question. Nobody turned the speakers down. No, I can't. Okay. Yeah, exactly. She was so mad. She was so mad. Ever since then, I was like, I ain't doing that no more. She thought I was going to do that last one. Yeah, I think that's just the lows. The city, the concrete contains the heat. But at nighttime was amazing. Our hotel Okay, that's fine. On the Illinois side, and it was cool because where our hotel was at, in the parking lot of the hotel was the, the A train. And so we had just walked over to the train, hop on, and we had take the train from Illinois to Missouri, right across the Mississippi. And it was only like a half a mile. And then, we, and then the, you would see it from the hotel. You would take that train. And, um, but at nighttime, when you went there, like when the sun was going down, like about 6 o'clock or whatever, it was burning at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, it was burning hot. By the time you come out that night, about 10, it was that nice, cool breeze. The, the, the breeze from the water, yeah, was blowing that, all that, um, that heat well, away. I, so I it was pretty nice. And then when I got back here, and I was like, good week. It, it, it was, it was, was. And, and that's, yeah. and, that's and I, I, that's how I was looking at the
Yeah, I think those probably just went to the lights. Okay. On the floor right there. Yeah. Behind the behind the board. Yeah, it would have nothing to do with those. Things. Okay. I'm just trying to help. If I'm, I, I got you. If I'm getting in your way, tell me to get out of your way. No, no, it's fine. I'm just looking for answers too. I mean, we go always to go to Plan B. We've also got a cable over here unplugged from something. Whereas before, I've never seen cables unplugged. And it took, it took him 16 hours really? rain. Now there's one cable over here and there's two cables over here. Actually, there's three cables over here. There's one in front of the board and then one. That wouldn't be, yeah, I would. Those are the ones that went up to the, those uh, color lights when we took them off. Oh, okay. <laughs> We could run the cords to two power speakers from the back and put it on tripods. I got tripods up there. I can clear a couple of section out. Put tripods, speakers. I mean, oh, yeah. Put it like in the corner and bounce it. Yeah, bounce it off the top. Yeah. Uh, and then we could run two cords. Are the tripods out there in the shift? Uh, yes. Okay. Matter of fact, there should be a long blackboard like this. The microphone board. Uh, where do you want this one? In that corner.